Welcome to the Babbage Guide to Manifestation. Consider this podcast your weekly fix of mindset development, manifestation, and of course, Babbage energy. I'm your host, Maddie Cleary. I'm a self-development speaker and lifestyle influencer who is here to help you step into who you're meant to be. If you've ever been told to be realistic or play it safe, I'm here to respectfully say, fuck that. In my world, anything is possible. This is your safe space to dream as big as you want because here we are making shit happen. I'm here to help you remember who the fuck you are so that you can create your dream life because it is possible. Now, let's dive into the episode. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Oh my gosh, I feel like it's been so long. I'm not used to this bi-weekly thing. It's been two weeks. How is everyone doing? Catch me up on your life. How are your March goals going? Good? Okay, good. So as you can tell by the title of today's podcast episode, we are going to talk about how to be a magnet to your manifestations. And most importantly, we're just going to talk about how to detach from the outcome, build up your self-worth, and really put yourself on the energetic pedestal, as I always like to say. If you guys have been following me on TikTok for a while, you know that I would talk about this topic all the time about how you need to put yourself on the pedestal and how you need to see your goals at eye level or you need to see your self-worth way above that. So as I always do, I'm going to give you guys a little step-by-step on how to do this and how to really embody this abundance mindset when it comes to attracting your goals into your life. So we're going to talk about everything about putting yourself on the pedestal, building up your self-worth and embodying this abundance mindset so that you can be a magnet for your manifestations. So before we dive into the podcast content, of course, I do little life updates. So let's get into that. Also, I want to just say I have been seeing you guys making your fitness accounts and making your podcasts and your podcast Instagrams and your TikTok accounts. And I appreciate the tags and the follows. I go through my follows every now and then, like of who's following me. And I have been seeing you guys making these accounts and I'm like, fuck yes, that's so exciting, you know? So I am just so happy for you guys and I'm rooting for you guys and you guys got this, okay? That is the first step, getting outside your comfort zone and just actually making the account and doing it. And I know it might feel weird and it might feel uncomfortable, And you might post something on TikTok and then you're like, oh my God, I want to delete it. But I am just so happy for you guys. And I'm just like so glad that you are just ripping off the bandaid like that and just going for it because it always starts in that most uncomfortable, awkward way. But if you can get past that little two week hunch of uncomfort, you can literally do anything. So I am rooting for you guys from afar. Okay. I'm so happy seeing all that. And I know you guys are going to crush it. And if you guys have any questions with anything, like I've had a couple people DM me asking for tips about their podcast or tips about content creation, literally feel free to DM me. I try to get back to my Instagram DMs every week, maybe twice a week, but sometimes it does get like a little overflowed, but I always get back. And when I do get back, you can attest that I give really detailed responses because I love you guys and I want you guys to thrive. Okay. Okay, cool. So besides that, other life updates is... My birthday was recently, it already passed. It was March 14th, so it was Pi Day. Yeah, me and Albert Einstein are born on the same day. I don't know if that's a coincidence, but no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, my birthday passed. I turned 24 
what the hell is going on? I am (laughs) so confused because right when COVID was happening, I was doing study abroad in Australia. I was um, at the University of Sydney, so in Sydney, Australia, and I just turned 21. And the day I turned 21, that night we went out, the next day, they sent us all an email saying that we had to go back to the U.S., because of COVID, obviously. And they're like, we can't keep you guys here. You have to go online. So I was like so bummed. But I also was like, thank God I had my birthday in Sydney, Australia before we went into lockdown. Because this was at the time where like Australia wasn't really as locked down as it was in the US because there wasn't as many cases. So I had one night of raging and then went straight into lockdown, having no idea what was going to happen. And to me, that just feels so not that long ago. I don't know why COVID just feels like one giant year, but I've also changed so much and I feel like I've lived five different lives between then. So yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. So weird to me because I feel like I just turned 21. I still feel 21, but now I'm 24. What the fuck? Oh, it's crazy. All right. That is all the life updates I have for you guys this week. Let's dive into the content. I know y'all have been waiting for this. You're like, Hitch, when is the podcast coming out? I'm here. Okay, let's go. Let's go. You guys ready? Okay, beautiful. So everything around us in our physical reality is made up of energy. Energy is a part of every facet of our life. And we hold energetic ties with different things in our life. We hold energetic ties with each of our friends. We hold energetic ties with potential partners. We hold energetic ties with how we see ourselves in our career. We hold energetic ties with how we see ourselves in relationships, with our health. We have energetic ties with everything in our life. So when I talk about the pedestal dilemma, what I'm talking about is energy dynamics that are at play in your life. So if you guys are new here, you haven't heard me talk about this. Basically, what the pedestal dilemma is, is when you have a certain goal in your life or you have something that you want to call into your life. So we'll say making six figures or something, you know, making a million dollars, something like that. So you have that certain money goal. So if you are thinking of that money goal and you are seeing that way, way above yourself and you're seeing your self-worth down here, what you are doing is you're energetically putting that thing at a pedestal, meaning that you see that thing greater than yourself and you see your self-worth way below that. So what we want to do when we talk about the pedestal dilemma is we want to even out the playing field. We want to see that thing at eye level and we want to normalize having that success and make that our norm and make that our baseline of what we assume that we should have because that's normal for ourselves because that's the new norm for ourselves. So really the pedestal dilemma is about seeing that thing at eye level or just building up your self-worth to an extreme level where you are always on a pedestal and things just naturally gravitate towards you. And I want you to think about like you guys probably know someone in your life that is just naturally so confident. You know, they walk into a room. They are just super charismatic. They can talk to certain people and they just like always somehow get their way. They always somehow just get shit going good for them. And it's because they see themselves on a pedestal at all times. They never chase. They always attract good shit into their life. So not only do I want you guys to come out of this episode looking at your goals and seeing them at eye level but I want you guys to start just naturally putting yourself on a pedestal at all times so that you don't even have to see yourself at eye level when you see yourself at the pedestal shit just naturally comes to you 
that's the whole point of I don't chase, I attract. Because you are literally seeing your self-worth so high that shit just starts to gravitate towards you effortlessly because you have put in the work by building yourself up. So the counter to this is you guys have probably related to this in some experience in your life or another where you just want something really bad. So whether that is a certain career or whether that's maybe a potential partner that you've been going on some dates with, you've been going on a couple dates with this type of person that seems like your ideal boyfriend or girlfriend and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, they're 10 out of 10. They have all the qualities I'm looking for. There's some chemistry there. When you think of this person and you're like, I really, really want to date them and it's in this wanting, needing energy, what you are doing in a sense is you are putting that person on a pedestal because you're saying my current circumstance isn't good enough just being alone in my own energy. I need this person to give me what it is that I want. When the needing is outside of yourself, you're automatically just putting that on a pedestal because you're saying that your current circumstance isn't good enough right now. So in order to bring that up to eye level, you need to have that belief that you yourself add so much to someone else's life. Not I need this person so much. We need to start dating. It's more so I would be a great addition to someone's life. I bring a lot to the table. I love who I am. I'm fun. I'm a good time. I love the way I take care of myself. I love the way that I love. I love so deeply. I'm loyal. I am a great addition to anyone's life and anyone would be lucky to have me. Yes, this person's cool. I don't really know if it's a match yet, but if it is, he's lucky to have me in his life as well. So do you see this difference there of this wanting, needing energy where you're putting that person on the pedestal and you're at this like desperate energy of trying to control how they react to bringing that up to the eye level of, hey, this person's cool. But I also bring a lot to the table and they're just as lucky to be with me, if not even luckier to have my time, attention and energy because I love everything that I bring to the table. I am such a fun time to be around. So do you see the energetic switch there where it's a less attached energy of trying to get the outcome out of the other person and it's more so a energy of take it or leave it? Yes, you seem like a very cool person. But there's literally 7 billion people on the planet. There's a lot of other cool people out there. So if this isn't a match, that's okay. Someone else is going to come to my life. I'm solid in who I am. I know who I am and I know what I bring to the table. And I know that anyone that is in my life is lucky to have me in their life because I'm a great friend to have. I'm a great partner to have and I'm a great addition to anyone's life. So it's about knowing that self-worth and that's how you really get yourself to eye level. So as I was kind of talking about in the beginning of this podcast, That is what the pedestal dilemma is about. When you have a very high self-worth, when you see yourself at a very strong level and you love yourself, you are naturally on a pedestal at all times. And these are the types of people that just have shit work out for them no matter what. These are the people that have that lucky girl syndrome, as we say, because they are just like a natural magnet to things because they love themselves so much and it just radiates out of them. So I'm going to tell you guys how to build up your self-worth so you can put yourself on the pedestal and start attracting all that good shit in your life. Just have this natural, attractive energy where you just walk through life and shit just gravitates towards you, okay? So step one to building up your self-worth is you need to center focus your energy. You guys know I always say this. Literally, I will say this till the day I die. I don't care if I'm a broken record, okay? This is the most important thing to take away from my podcast. 
Center, focus your energy. So what I mean by this is every single day we are giving our energy to different things. You go on your phone. If you scroll for three hours, you are literally giving your energy over to those other creators and over to TikTok and over to Instagram. You are literally handing off a chunk of your energy and handing it over to someone else. If you give your energy to your toxic friend that makes you feel like shit all the fucking time, you are literally handing over a chunk of your energy and giving it to someone else. And you are depleting your own cup throughout the day. So what we want to do if we want to have the most powerful magnetic energy is we need to call all of our energy back into ourselves. So what I would do is I would ask myself, okay, who in my life is depleting my energy? And I would be so honest. I would still go through this and say, who is depleting my energy and make a list. And then I would cut off their access to me or limit it as much as I can limit it. So if you have like a toxic household and you like can't get out of the situation for whatever reason, spend your days outside of the house. Spend your days at a public library. Spend your days at a coffee shop getting your work done. Go somewhere else so that your energy is not being depleted 24-7. So once you have a list of all the people that are depleting your energy, you're going to write down the activities or hobbies or habits that are also depleting your energy. So if it's procrastinating, if it's staying up super late, if it's scrolling, be so honest with yourself and write out everything that is depleting your energy. Because once you can target what your energy drainers are in your life, all you have to do is get rid of them. And once you get rid of them, you have so much more energy that you feel excited. And when you have this like happy, energetic feeling, you want to do more and you want to take action towards your goals. The reason why you're like, oh my gosh, like why can't I take action towards my goals? Or like, why do I feel sluggish taking action? It's just because you have these weights weighing you down that you don't even notice. It's like the subliminal little things in your life that you do on the everyday basis, but you don't really realize And once you cut that off and all that energy comes back to you and comes back to the center of who you are, you have so much more energy to give to your future. You have so much more energy to build on things that you want to create in your life. And you don't even realize it because this is like your everyday norm. You're used to talking to these types of people. You're used to participating in these habits. But once you wither them away slowly, one by one by one, you will start to see how much more energy you have. So as I said, target the energy drainers in your life, figure out how to get rid of them, whether that is just cutting off all of their access to you, limiting your time around them and figuring out what are the habits that are draining you as well. And what are these habits that are holding you back? So for example, I would say my bad habits that keep me in like a stagnant energy or just hold me back from like creating my future are one scrolling on my phone. And the second one is just clicking snooze on my alarm. So what I do to tackle these is I have a different approach for both of them. So for scrolling on my phone, I have limits on the apps that I would scroll on. So Instagram and TikTok, because that's where I create on there. And then I'll post something and I create and then I'm just like going through my feed. And then it just ends up being way more time than it would be. So I have time limits on both of those apps. And I also set the intention every single morning that I am not going to go on my phone unless I am creating, unless I'm posting a story, unless I'm posting content. And I am very consistent with that. I would say I'm probably consistent with that 80, 90% of the time. There will be times where like I kind of lose track and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even realize I was on my phone for that long. But then I catch myself in the process. 
So it's not really about being a perfectionist. It's just about having these rules for yourself and catching yourself when you feel yourself falling off that. The second thing I do for the snoozing the alarm thing is I literally put my phone on the other side of my room so that when it goes off in the morning, I have to physically walk, go up to my phone and turn it off. And then I also have a glass of water sitting on that table where it's at so that I just chug that glass of water and then I'm already up. Because my habit of snoozing my phone, I would be so delirious when my phone would go off. I would snooze it and then I would wake up an hour after I was supposed to and I didn't even realize I snoozed my phone because I was half asleep. So this habit really works for me because it forces me to get the fuck up out of my bed. I'd wake up and then once I'm like standing up and I have to chug that glass of water while I'm standing, I'm already awake, too far gone that I have to keep going. So those are how I counter the bad habits in my life that were energy drainers for me. So once you figure out your energy drainers and you figure out ways to cope with them or ways to diminish them, another way to really build up your self-worth is to create a self-care routine. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. And if you don't have like any self-care in your life at all right now, I recommend starting small so that it can be something that actually sticks in your life. So as we said, self-worth is all about center focusing your energy and like pouring love into yourself. I know it sounds so fucking corny, but that's what it is because when you treat yourself like the fucking shit, people are going to see that and they're going to start treating you like that as well. They're going to be like, oh, this bitch actually respects herself and cares for herself. Therefore, I should too because they see that that's your norm. So just start doing something. If there's a habit that you want to do, like a self-care habit, like going on a walk and listening to a podcast or doing a skincare routine. And if you have multiple that you want to work into your routine, that's awesome. But I would start one habit a week. Once you got that baseline down of doing the skincare routine in the morning, then the next week you can add in the 10 minute walk and podcast. And then the next week you can add in another self-care habit. But by doing it this way of week by week, you're building sustainable change for yourself. And it's not this rapid, I have to do all these habits zero to 100 and then it never sticks. Because it's gradual change where you're allowing yourself to get 1% better every single day. So to build up your self-worth, we talked about center focusing your energy, creating a self-care routine, working in a new self-care habit into your self-care routine. The next thing we're going to talk about is to hold yourself to a certain standard and to have certain boundaries. So I want to do a deep dive on boundaries in another podcast episode because I have so much information on that that I just want to share with you guys because that was something I used to struggle with being a former people pleaser. But what I want to say just for this episode when we talk about building up your self-worth is not everyone is allowed to have access to you. And it doesn't matter how fucking cool these people are. It doesn't matter how successful or rich or attractive these people are. Not everyone is allowed to have access to you. And you need to be your own energetic security guard, I guess you would say. If you are allowing everyone into your life and you are allowing people that treat you like shit, you're allowing narcissists into your life, you're allowing toxic friends that talk shit about you into your life, what you're saying about your energy is that your energy is for everyone. Anyone can have your energy and that you really don't care how people treat you. And because you quote unquote don't care about how people treat you, you're going to attract people that are treating you all types of ways. And even if you're such a good person, you're such a nice person, you have a pure heart, you have good intentions, people can see that. And if you don't have a solid wall, if there's no boundaries, if you don't build a fence outside of your energetic house, people are just going to walk in. They're going to be like, hey, 
It's a free for all here. I can come in, right? You don't care, right? Because you have no boundaries. You have no rules. You have no guidelines for who is allowed to come into your life. So when we talk about creating boundaries, be specific. Who are the type of people that I want in my life? Who are they? Like, what are their qualities? How do they treat me? And the counter to that is what are my non-negotiables? What are things that if other people did, I'd be so turned off by them and I would not want them in my life. I would not want to be friends with them. I would not want to entertain a relationship with them. What are those things? And literally like journal on this, make a list of your boundaries. If I go on a couple of dates and a guy is making like a sexist joke or being rude or like negging me, calling me like stupid or dumb, I'm automatically so turned off. You could be fucking a Chris Hemsworth on this date with me and I'm like, you absolutely the fuck not. And I will get up and I will walk away. A lot of people think that boundaries mean that you have to like confront and, you know, maybe like fight someone if they are disrespecting you. No, boundaries can also be very subtle. The way that I enforce my boundaries is... If someone crosses a boundary of mine, the first thing I'll do is I will communicate that to them. Hey, honestly, I just found that super unattractive and a little bit disrespectful. I would appreciate if you did not do that again. There, communicated the boundary, said what I didn't like of what they did, and I'm giving them space to respond, whatever. If they do this exact same thing again, you need to get up and you need to walk away, okay? Because you have already clearly communicated that to them. Like, it's not like they're being a mind reader and they have no clue that this is your boundary. If you have firmly communicated your boundary to this person and they do it again, they do not respect you. They do not respect your word and they don't think that you respect your own word. So when you walk away and you say, hey, just letting you know, I don't tolerate this kind of stuff. It was good knowing you. Had a great time together so far, even if you fucking didn't. Walk the fuck away, okay? When you walk away is when people actually start to recognize your worth and see how you see yourself. In The 48 Laws of Power, it's a book by Robert Greene, and it's basically like talking about energy dynamics and, you know, relationships with people and how to gain respect, all that kind of stuff. But the 16th law of power is literally to use your absence to create honor and respect. And this is something I didn't even know that I was doing, but I was just naturally doing this. When I have a friend that is talking shit about me or is being rude or I just heard that they've said nasty things about me, I will walk away. I will not even sit there and tolerate and be in a fake friendship because I literally can't fake shit. If I do not like you, I will not want to be around you at all. And I really can't fake anything. So I will walk away. And when you do this and when you have certain boundaries and people can see that, they'll be like, damn, I actually like can't fuck around and like be rude to this bitch because I know she won't tolerate it. Or I actually can't talk shit about her because I no longer have access to her. So to communicate a clear boundary for yourself is to really just let that person know what it is that you do not tolerate. If they violate your boundary again, get the fuck up, walk away and leave because there is something better. You do not deserve that. And that all starts with enforcing those boundaries right now. So just doing a little midway recap, when we talk about having magnetic energy towards your manifestations, what you need to do is step one, put yourself on the pedestal. Step two, build up your self-worth. Center, focus all that energy on you. Create that self-care routine. Create those boundaries for yourself. Now we're going to get into step three, which is to detach from the outcome. This is so important, guys. Oh my gosh. So an example I like to use a lot for detach from the outcome is let's say that you are manifesting a specific romantic partner, like a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and you go through 
and you write down all the qualities that you want in a potential partner. You write down how they treat you. You write down how you feel when you're with them, how they look, etc. all that kind of stuff. So manifesting in that sense of, you know, writing down the qualities that you want, writing down the things that you want in this certain thing that you're calling into your life, that is a good way to manifest. If you are manifesting in the sense of you are literally manifesting a specific person, you're like, I can only have this person, no one else. I'm shutting out all other options. It's a very rigid and stiff energy. It's not free flowing because you are literally having the outcome in a chokehold. You're saying this person, nothing else. And if it's not this person, I am not having it. And the reason why that is such a stiff energy is because you don't even know if this person is right for you. You could want this person to come into your life, but if they're constantly treating you like shit and they're not treating you well, it's not right for you and it's not meant for you. And there's something better in store. And that's what the universe is trying to point you towards. That's the reason why it hasn't worked out at all in the past. That's the reason why this person is not meant for you. That's the reason why they're not actively pursuing you. It's because you guys are not an energetic match. So the same goes for a career. Let's say that you want to manifest a certain career. You want to make 300K in New York City in advertising or marketing or something like that. And you have a certain position that you want, like certain career and you have it down to the chokehold. I need to work in this exact office in this branch with this title for this company. I will not entertain any other company. So when you have that in that energetic chokehold and you're saying no to every single option, it is in that same very rigid energy where you're not allowing this free flow of fun you're not allowing other options to come up there might be an option that's even better for you out there that pays you even more money that's even more fun and it actually introduces you to your best friends that you're gonna have in New York City so as you are being so rigid with that outcome and you're saying I only want this and nothing else and if I don't get this then I don't want it at all you're in that very rigid chokehold energy and when it's held in an energetic chokehold other people can feel that if you really want to date the certain person and you're like no one else when you are talking to that person they can feel that desperation for wanting them they can feel that you are like fiending just to have them and no one else and it's a very unattractive energy like when someone is just expecting something out of you and they're like oh my gosh like i need this from you yada 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 you're just kind of like ew get away from me and how I would kind of put this into perspective for you is like, imagine if I was post something on Instagram and I'm like on my stories, I'm like, guys, please go like this. Like, please, 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 please go like my post and please go comment all that kind of stuff. If I'm saying that you're going to be like, ew, like why the fuck is this bitch so fucking thirsty for likes? Like get away. And even if you might've liked the post, now you're not going to like it because this girl is literally begging for me to like her post. If I was to do that, I'd be putting you guys in a very chokehold energy where I'd be like basically holding your validation in a chokehold and you can feel that and you can feel the desperation that I would have if I was asking for you guys to like, like my picture or to do some shit like that. And so that's the energy that you have when you put dating a certain person in a chokehold, when you put having the exact type of career in a chokehold and you don't leave any room for flexibility. And I'm not saying like if you want a certain career, don't manifest that. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying be open to something better. If you're manifesting a certain career that you want at this certain place, that's awesome. But I'm saying allow your mind to have that ceiling open and allow your mind to 
be able to think that if not this, something better. There might be a better career out there for me. There might be someone even better out there for me. And that's why I always say like if you're manifesting, you know, love or relationship or friends, get specific on the traits and what it is that you want, but don't think of a specific person in mind. The right people will come into your life and trust that God is going to fulfill that. What you have to do is just get specific on the traits, the things that you want, the way it will make you feel, and God will fill in the blanks. God will literally throw those people into your life when you are open and when you are ready to receive. So the second thing I want to talk about when it comes to detaching from the outcome is embodying an abundance mindset. Okay, so how I would describe this is there is two sides to everything in your life. There is abundance and there is scarcity. Now, some people may have an abundance mindset when it comes to one aspect of their life. They might have an abundance mindset when it comes to their financial reality. They might have abundance mindset when it comes to their career, but they might have a scarcity mindset when it comes to their love life. So when we talk about abundance versus a scarcity mindset, it's two sides of the same pole. They're very different polarities, right? What an abundance is, an abundance means that there will always be more. There will always be a lot of options out there. If something doesn't work out, there's something better. Something greater is coming and I know it. Scarcity is this very shaky, insecure energy of there will never be enough. It is very a competitive energy. There's never enough. I'm always scrambling all of that kind of stuff. So what you want to really embody with every aspect of your life is this abundance mindset. Because when you are in this abundance mindset, you're not holding the outcome in a chokehold. What you're doing is you're in this free-flowing, fun energy. You know, you're having fun in the process. You want this certain thing, but if that doesn't work out, you know and you trust that something better is on their way. Because there is an abundance of options out there. There is something even greater in store. But when people are in a scarcity mindset, it's a very lack mindset where you automatically put yourself in this desperate energy because you are saying that this one thing is the only option. And if I do not get this one thing, then I am shit. Then my life fucking sucks because that is the only thing that is going to make me greater. And so you're kind of like reaching for that thing to pull you up to that level. So you're really putting yourself lower on that pedestal when you're in that scarcity mindset. So having this high self-worth, putting yourself on the pedestal, you know, being a magnet to your manifestations is about embodying the abundance mindset. The abundance mindset is going to be this mindset that gets you to naturally attract everything to you. So you need to know that we live in an abundant universe it has never been easier to make money than it is now. The internet is opening up all doors for everyone. You know, a college degree isn't what it used to be back in the day. I still think college is definitely necessary for careers. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying it's also if you can't afford to put yourself through college, there are so many ways to make money. There's so many ways to make money online. There's so many options out there. You can learn from people from all over the world. It's easy to make friends online. We live in an abundant universe and it has never been easier to get what you want than it is in this day and age. So allow your mind to open up to the ceilings of opportunity with whichever aspect you're looking to improve in your life, whether that's your finances, whether that's your career, whether that's making new friends or calling in a new romantic relationship. 
know that it has never been easier. And I want you to start adopting this abundance mindset into your life. There will always be more. There is always enough. There's always something better out there. And start to remember how big this world is. There is so much opportunity. And something that really sets stuff into stone with me is like, I had that toxic relationship and I had that boyfriend. And he was probably like one of the most attractive people at my school stereotypically like he was just a really attractive guy when we broke up and I had to go back to my school and I was like oh this sucks I went on a girl's trip with my girlfriends we went to Barcelona Spain that summer and that was like my first time I think traveling going in like a different environment I guess you would say and I just realized how fucking big the world is and that there is so many people and there's life outside of my college town and there's life outside of my hometown that I haven't even tapped into yet And if you haven't like traveled or anything yet, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying know that literally the world is so fucking big. There is opportunity everywhere. The world is so much bigger beyond your hometown. The world is so much bigger beyond your college town or wherever you're living right now. Open your mind up to opportunity. Open your mind up to other experiences and just know that there is more stuff outside of your current perspective. So the abundance mindset is really about knowing that there's endless options out there. There's endless opportunity in this world. You know, having this, if not this, something better mindset when it comes to your goals. But it's also about knowing that anyone is lucky to have you in their life or anyone is just lucky to have your energy. And this all comes back to knowing what it is that you bring to the table, knowing your self-worth. And getting to know yourself on that deeper level. If you're someone that doesn't like to spend time alone and you avoid that by always distracting yourself with other people in your life or always having to be around other people, I encourage you to carve out time to spend by yourself. Whether that's taking yourself out on little dates or if that's just having, you know, a little journaling session in your room, playing some music, lighting a candle, whatever that is for you carve out that time to build a relationship with yourself because that is the most important thing you can do. When COVID hit in 2020, I did not like who I was at all. And I was in the most insecure mindset I had ever been in. So when COVID hit and we can't go out and we can't interact with our friends, that scared the shit out of me because I was like, I do not want to be alone with my own thoughts. I do not want to be alone by myself. And just sitting with my own thoughts and and like feeling like shit. But I'm so glad that I did. And I'm so glad that that happened because if it didn't, I would not be who I am today. And it allowed me to build my confidence back up and it allowed me to come back to myself because I had to spend so much time alone that I had to sit with those thoughts. I had to sit with everything and I was able to reflect on them. And as I was able to sit with myself and build that relationship with myself, I built my confidence from the ground up and I remembered my self-worth and I was able to build my self-worth back up just by spending all that time alone with myself whether that was through affirmations and journaling and taking care of myself and going on walks that is what you need to do if you feel like you have low self-worth right now figure out how you can build your confidence back up figure out how you can build your self-worth back up and that comes with spending time alone carving out that time to build up yourself So what we talked about so far is step one, put yourself on the pedestal. Step two, build up your self-worth, center focus that energy all on you. The third step is you need to detach from the outcome. 
The other thing I want to talk about is to really tap in to a vacation energy. So how I would describe this is, you know, when you go on vacation with your friends or maybe with your family and you are just in this fun mode, you're not really worrying about your day-to-day activities. Your only intention is to literally just have fun. And because you're in this fun, free-flowing energy, you just are a magnet to so many things. So maybe you might meet people, you know, you might meet like a guy when you're on vacation or something and you have zero expectations because you're like, I'm on vacation. I'm just having fun. I don't really care. So because you're in this free flowing energy, it's very attractive and a lot of things just start to naturally gravitate towards you because you have no expectations. Your only intention is to just have a good ass time. So when we're in this energy of really wanting something, as I said before, we put it in this energetic chokehold. So the exact opposite of the energetic chokehold is to be in this vacation energy. And I want you guys to tap into this when you start to really, really care about something where you care about it so much that it's in an energetic chokehold. I want you to try to tap into this vacation energy that you have been in before and to just have fun with it. The last thing that helps me detach from the outcome is to just surrender to God. As I always say, guys, you know, build that connection with God, build that connection with the universe. As you start to build that connection and you feel in flow and connected to the universe, you will just start to naturally trust that God has something good for you. God has something great for you in store. And yeah, you might not know the exact path. You might not see the exact blueprint of how you're going to get that thing or how you're going to live that exact life but you're trusting that God is going to lead you there every step of the way. And a quote I really like for this is to not focus on the whole staircase in front of you, but just to focus on what the next step is. I think when we think about our goals and how big they are, it can feel very overwhelming because you're like, okay, here I am right now in reality A and I want to go to reality B. And you're like, that feels like a fucking lifetime away. I don't want you to think like that. Yes, it's awesome to think about the end goal when it comes to manifesting and the emotions that you'll feel when you're living that reality, but I just want you to think of what the next step is. Take it day by day. Don't overwhelm yourself where you're thinking of this insane goal that might feel like out of reach at your current reality, but just focus on what you can do right now in this moment. What is the next step that is going to get you a step closer to that reality? So if God was to literally say, hey, here you go, I'm going to write a contract up for you. You can get this exact thing that you want, but all you have to do is just trust me in the meantime. I'll bring it to you. I'll bring it to you at the right time when I know that you're emotionally ready for it. But all you have to do is just sign right here and just trust that I'm going to deliver it to you. If you were to sign that contract with God and God was like, here you go, this is exactly what you wanted. How are you going to move around in your life? You're going to move around with more ease. You're going to hold up your end of the bargain. You're going to take those steps. You're going to become that person that sees that thing at eye level. But in the meantime, if you know what's coming, you're in this naturally surrendering energy where you know that it's coming. You have this unwavering belief. You have this unwavering faith and you don't have to worry about it because you know that it's already done. All you have to do is hold up your end of the contract, which is just about being that person that sees that reality normal for themselves. So it's about being that ideal version of you that sees having that thing at eye level, that sees themselves worthy of that thing at eye level so it's no longer on a pedestal. So one last recap as we wrap up this podcast episode. So in order to be a magnet to your manifestations, 
First thing you need to do is put yourself on the pedestal. Second thing you need to do is build up your self-worth, center, focus that energy on you. Third thing is to detach from the outcome. I challenge you to just embody being your higher self for a week. Embody being this version of you that lives this reality for a week. Just start walking around, talking like them, dressing like them, moving like them. Oh my gosh, you will see how different your external reality reacts to you when you shift that internal reality. So that is the podcast episode for this week, guys. I missed you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will catch you over not next week, but the week after that because we are bi-weekly from now on until further notice. And the next episode will come out on a Monday. So that is podcast episode. I love you guys. Stay cute. Stay hot. Crush those goals. You guys are going to be fucking magnets. I know it. And yeah, bring that self-worth up, baby. Okay. Okay. Love you guys. See you in two weeks. Okay. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Babbage Guide to Manifestation podcast. If you love this episode, feel free to leave a rate and review below. For more content and bad bitch energy, you can check me out over on TikTok at maddie.cleary and on Instagram at maddiecleary. That's it for today, and I'll catch you over in the next episode.